football is back and what a week one it was a lot to talk about that early slate of games alone some incredible finishes revenge of the pass rushers what happened was the darius smith von miller and khalil mack against their old teams baker versus the browns russell versus the seahawks how did those quarterbacks fare in their return to their old teams and some very very disappointing performances by teams we thought could be contenders coming into the season we'll talk about that and much much more Shar, before we get into the meat of the bone here what what are you feeling man how are you thinking about the way it all played out in week one and just football being back in the air it was great i i loved it it was a lot of fun but luckily i i usually don't bet in the first week, the only bet I did, I did uh, for that Thursday night game, just to make it a little bit spicy. I did, I did like a three three bet parlay, but I don't do my bets until about week four, until I get a better grip on on what teams are like, and and unfortunately, I don't think I got a good grip of what teams are really like because of the issue which we're going to talk about is 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 the lack of a preseason and how some of these teams have a huge advantage over others because. Like you had mentioned in the pre-production meeting, how you how even Tom Brady played in the preseason game, and yet some of these teams decided not to play, which absolutely baffles me. But it was it was a lot of fun. It was indeed. And Shark, that's a great segue. Speaking of things that are baffling, let's start this thing off with Denver and Seattle. Yes, that will be Russell Wilson visiting his old stomping grounds out there with the twelfth man. This time coming to the visiting locker room. Look. This ended up being about Russell Wilson coming into the game. Coming out of the game, it's about the awful, awful clock management of the Denver Broncos, and mainly that would be their new head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. Here's the scenario, Shar. With less than about 54 seconds left in the game, the Seahawks get down to about the 44, 45-yard line of the of – the, excuse me, the, the, the Broncos get down. They're driving down 17-16, get down to the – 45-yard line of the Seahawks, and there's plenty of time left. There's about, I think, you know, over 50, 40, 50 seconds left on the clock, and Russell Wilson and the Broncos, instead of running a play to try and get in field goal range, let the clock run all the way down. Now, for context, that was a fourth and five. It was fourth and five, so you could argue, well, look, if you don't get the first down here, the game is over. So Nathaniel Hackett opts to run the clock all the way down, all timeout, and then have his kicker, Brandon McManus, trot out there and attempt a 64-yard field goal. Shar, I think Hackett thought maybe he was back in Denver where the air is thin and the ball travels a lot further. But, you know, shocker, NFL kickers are 2 of 41 when attempting a kick 64 yards and up. And it was before like that going into the night, and it was like that coming out of the night because McManus did not make the field goal, shanked it wide left, and uh, Seahawks take a couple knees, and the game ends, and uh, that's it. He so, didn't shank it. Be fair. He didn't shank it. It was barely, barely missed. Barely missed. Had plenty of leg. At the end of the day, Shar, he missed it. Right. He did. So, so what? So I, I have a question for you. What are the odds of, of getting a first down on the fourth and five? So you, are you going to go analytics now? Because I thought. No, no, thought, I'm just asking you. What are the odds? I think the odds were actually equal between the two. I think between between fourth and five in the field goal, the odds were actually equal. Right, right. So whatever. Let, let's let's say let's say forty percent yes, sixty percent fail. Is that fair? I think I think the success rate of both were about at thirty thirty percent. Okay, thirty percent. So 
let's say let's say let's say he hits 30% and he gets that he gets that first down what are the odds of him hitting a 54 yarder i mean i don't have those numbers i mean obviously better than 30% but not much better say 50-50 at best okay i mean so so you you're asking you're asked basically you're taking a chance of of getting lucky getting a first down then you're taking a chance of getting a kicking a fairly significant kick. You I can understand, fact, but you also have the factor that you're you're not in a dome. You're outdoors in Seattle. It's right. a game. If you're, if you're in a dome, if you're in Denver where the air is thin and the ball travels further, those are far the the odds shift exponentially, right? So getting in range for a 54 yard field goal, or uh, you know, in a dome, is far different than getting in range. I, in or, or in Denver, or in Denver, or in Las Vegas. Absolutely, no. I so look, I, I I agree with that assessment. I would actually even argue, Shar, that the thirty percent, the thirty percent odds is like the average of the pool. That what, whatever goes down in Seattle, in my opinion. What, what whatever it might be. Here's what I know about kickers and, and head coaches and stuff like that. When the when the kickers go out, because here's the thing, kickers like most people think it's it's Madden, so they're always going to be the same based on what they've eaten, based on if they feel well, based on how they've slept pro athletes play differently. There, there's, there's, there's been times that I slept wrong on my shoulder and the night before and my, and my left arm wasn't as strong. So I wasn't going to be as good. So same thing can happen with kickers. Here's what I know about kickers and coaches, coaches before the game, they literally go in and range out their kickers just to see how those kickers are feeling to, that, that night. I, I, I know that for a fact, every single team that I've been on before the game starts, kickers are out there, specialists are out there kicking and the kickers and, and the coaches say, okay, how's the punter doing? Is, is, is he booting it long? Is he How's he feeling today? Okay, that's fine. Especially with the kicker. How's he feeling? Oh, is, is, is he hitting him at 70? Okay, that's good. So he starts he starts putting in the range. So, again, I, I don't know what the right call there is, but if if I I assume I assume that he was in conversation with his, with his special teams coach, and I assume that the dude was hitting it from 70 all night. So in, if that's the case, I have a question for you. If that's the case, are you going to look at it differently, Kourosh? I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I got to disagree with you here. I think you're, you're on the fence a little bit on this one. I'm shocked by how this played out. Well, no, but I'm, I'm asking you that, though. If, if, if your kicker is pregame, is booting it from 70 yards, 70 yards. And by the way, kickers do that. But, kickers, but sure, that, doesn't, that doesn't matter. I mean, we talk about this so much. What they do in pregame and the in-game situation are two very different things, right? There's a reason why every kick attempted in NFL history of 64 yards or more, historically, you're 2 of 41 on it. But like, like to me, this comes down to actually something else. You're Denver. You spent $256 million in the offseason to bring in Russell Wilson to precisely to get you through the situation. It's incomprehensible to me that you do not rely on the quarterback. Okay. You just give up the farm four to get a fourth and five. I understand. That's a different story. Well, well, now, look, I kind of played it in my head. And I said, okay, you know, playing devil's advocate with myself, I said, okay, well, Hackett was probably thinking, if I don't get the fourth and five, the game's just over, right? I'd rather take a chance here to try and win the game. At least I attempted it versus potentially having the game be over. And then, I went back in my head and I said, okay, but then why do you get Russell Wilson? Like, to me, if you're a Broncos fan, right, or if you're a, t a player on that team or a coach on that coaching staff or even the owner of the Broncos, right, 
and you put the ball in the hand of Russell Wilson on that fourth and five and say, get it for us, you are not going to lose sleep no matter what happens. Even if Russell Wilson didn't execute and didn't get the first down there, you can go to bed at night and sleep a little bit better knowing, you know what? I put the ball in the hands of my $250 million quarterback that I just handed the keys of the franchise to. Now you're left second-guessing your decision, and now you're in a situation where, at least optically, you've shown already shown a lack of trust in your quarterback. I just think it was a terrible decision because what now look, if this is the Broncos with Drew Luck, Drew Luck, the Broncos with Teddy Bridgewater, okay, I get it. Fourth and five, this is the money down you brought Russell Wilson in to convert. I don't I can't understand how you do not put the ball in his hands on that play. Okay. In now, here's the thing, Kurush. That argument I agree with. That argue that argument I agree with. But the whole idea that you know the the I I'm I'm telling you right now that if if who's the Denver kicker he's a he's he's Randy hit a lot McManus. of he's been known to hit hit a lot of long in kicks. Denver and in domes not okay, in well, Seattle re- regardless but I'm but telling you that that matters, that, though. that matters like you're not gonna I'm, attempt no what 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 the 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 most the most important point that you made and the most convincing point that you made is you have Russell Wilson. And and what that's, did you give that's up? It. What that's did you it. give up to get in this offseason? Right? Right. That's it. That's the that's and, and, and that's it. And and here's the thing. Uh, you know, this is the first game of the year. You want to put your offense in pressure situations like this. You yeah. now, now again, now that Seattle defense, I'm sh- I was surprised how well they played Kurosh. It held I, up, man. And oh. look, let's, let's let's zoom out a little bit and give major credit. I mean, the this, this, this Seattle performance chart to me is a case study of how and why coaching in the NFL makes such a difference. Right. Take this exact same roster. And look, we'll, we'll get to the Cowboys later. What would the score of minute if Mike McCarthy was coaching the Seahawks? Honestly, like this game was a Pete Carroll trademark game, in my opinion. What he oh, abso- absolutely, that team. absolutely. And and here's the thing: one of the one of the biggest uh, what the hell are you doing moments for me for the Seahawks was was not retaining Bobby Wagner. But th- did you see that middle linebacker? I was oh, not aware. Brooks, I think it was. Wow. Whoever this is, a second-year player, and I didn't realize that he led the NFL in tackles last year, and Bobby Wagner was number two. So they're thinking, I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm, I got my replacement. Veteran. Yeah, no. So, so I, I understand got- now. The other person that I was very impressed by was that corner, Willie, I forget who it was. He had Sutton's number all game long. And the one play that he got hurt and left, they came right back and got an important first down with Cortland Sutton. Wow. It's, it's, I forget it was as a young, as a young cornerback. And man, he was, he's, he was, so their cornerback, their defense, Kurosh, is legit. And the other thing, you're talking about Tarek Woolen. Yes, that's Woolen. That's what it was. I yeah. was very impressed by the, by by the, by that young man, and and their offensive line held up well. And I know that Bradley Chubb got a couple of late late sacks, which is what Bradley Chubb's going to do. But for the most part, they were going one on one on the Denver on on your boy from the Cowboys. What's his name? God, your boy that just left the Cowboys came came to the came Randy to Gregory. Uh, Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory. They were those two guys were blocking them one on one, Kurosh, for three quarters. They blocked them one on one. 
and they did a phenomenal job on that. So, so look, and, and Gino Smith played well. So it's, it's, uh, can you, it's funny. It's funny. We talked about like, what were the Seattle concerns for Seattle, the defense losing a ton of juice and the offensive line as always, like just not playing well. Right. right. It came out. And by the way, the, the kid Tark Woolen, fifth round rookie, we've seen right. Seattle in the past now with Richard Sherman, right? Sixth round. They they've hit, hit on some of these late round picks. So he looked good. He looked good out of the gate. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I was, I was, I was happy. Look, I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan of Pete Carroll. I used, I, I was a big fan of USC back uh, uh, in, in the early 2000s and mid 2000s when he had those runs with Reggie Bush and those teams. And, yeah. and I liked what he did when he came back to Seattle, he put Seattle back on the map and, and, and you cannot discount what he's doing at age 70, the energy that he brings Ooh. and kudos to him. Kudos to him. I'm, I was, I was very impressed by him. The, the, the one major stat I would put out here too, this game marked the first time since 1987 that a team fumbled twice at the goal line and lost the fumble, right? You had Melvin yeah. Gordon and Javante Williams, respectively, yeah. fumbling yeah. at the goal line on the cusp of, t- of scoring touchdowns. Had either of those been punched in, this is kind of inconsequential, right? It's just one of those nights you just feel the energy is going in the home team's favor. And it's just it almost For- like fate. Fate had to have it so that Seattle won this game. Forget punching it in. How about field goals? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Just, just the very fact that he didn't get points on those drives. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. So, I mean, and I think another one, actually, yeah, the Melvin Gordon fumble was on fourth down. So I don't really blame Gordon for the fumble. It's fourth down. You have nothing to lose. Re- reach the ball out, right? He was doing the, the Javante Williams one. He got like, his guard got pushed into his lap. So he was already kind of confused from the beginning. And then just a great, great strike. I can't remember who stripped it on Seattle, but like just spirited punched it. to play. Yeah, spirited the ball. to play at the yeah. best time. Yeah, it was it was phenomenal. And so yeah, so I mean a field goal off off of that. And and that and that's and again, here's one of those reasons where you say, why go for it on fourth and goal like that? Because you can fumble. And and yeah. this is something that analytics doesn't talk about. You can there's a chance that you can fumble. There's and and you don't think that that at, at every point, every good play that Seattle was making, it was re-energizing them to come back the next drive and punch and punch Denver in the mouth. And, because and look, go ahead. I, I was going to say it's your point. They they play, the offense played well early. Geno Smith only had thirty one yards passing in the second half, so it was really the defense that that held it together when it needed to in the second half. Ab- ab- absolutely, and this is the biggest reason why I complain about analytics. What is wrong with taking three points? What yeah. is wrong with taking three points? Because everybody's like, oh, numbers say this, numbers say that. Do you know what that does to your to, to, uh, to your team when you fumble, you come away with nothing? I mean, it well, absolutely destroys you. And and look, you know, I heard people saying, well, who, you know, how did Nathaniel Hack get this job? And and I was like, well, you know, Aaron, he was, you know, there's a the whole Aaron Rodgers connection and Aaron Rodgers swears by, by this guy. And he's great. Remember the last time a Hall of Fame quarterback swore by an offensive coordinator and he, he became a head coach? <laughs> that would Adam be Gates. Pay, but yeah, Peyton Manning. <laughs> Adam Gates, yeah. I, I, I'm not saying Hackett is Gase, right? Right. But who knows what happens? You know, maybe a Hall of Fame quarterback raving about an offensive coordinator doesn't always mean that guy's going to be a good head coach, right? So we'll see. I actually think the Broncos are going to be fine. I but, do too. But not not an ideal outing. 
and a very winnable game for the Broncos for Nathaniel Hackett. Not a very game. winnable game. It, 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 it was a it was a definite winnable game. I mean, it, it's Girl, like I'm it, saying no, it was. I'm saying that's my point. It was a very winnable game that they just right. they just they just didn't never never take the reins of. And um, and and again, analytics. All those with analytics kick the field goal and take the three points. Yeah, especially you know, early in the game. And all early of these in things, the game. Now, obviously, the Javante Williams fumble isn't isn't that's a different story. Fault, but like he went for it on the fourth down where Melvin Gordon fumbled. He went for on another fourth down where they got stopped. So two fourth downs they got stopped, right? And then the clock management fiasco at the end. Just just right. poor. Listen, Nathaniel. But by the way, who 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 goes by Nathaniel? Isn't it just go by Nathan? It's just it's kind of interesting. I don't know. It's, it's, you Nathan. know, it's Nathaniel and Mitchell. So Nathaniel. But anyway, Nathaniel. Keep the ball in Russell Wilson's hands. Keep the no one is going to argue with you or criticize you for putting the ball in the hands of Russell Wilson, right? For the sake of your optics after the game, put the ball in the hands of your quarterback. Let's talk about another quarterback that was putting the ball in all the wrong hands, and that would be Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. How about this man? The 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 Super Bowl runner-up last year, Joe Burrow. Four interceptions, including a pick six against the Steelers. Still, this game went to overtime. Why did it go overtime, Char? Because the Bengals could not make an extra point that would have won them the game. It goes to overtime. Not only that, in overtime, the great, the great Mr. McPherson, who kicked the Bengals into the Super Bowl last year, missed the extra point. He missed another field goal attempt in overtime. And not only that, Char, last but not least, Zach Taylor, another clock management snafu that then ended up giving Pittsburgh enough time in OT to set up for the game-winning field goal, right? So you've got not – so let's recap that. McPherson missing an extra point in regulation. Well, it was blocked. It was fair. I'm sorry, it was blocked. But I'm sorry, I'm, I'm thinking of – he missed a 29-yard field goal. Right. That was a shank. That was a shank. That's- well, do you know why it was a shank though? They 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 lost their long snapper and they had it. They That's had a fair. position. That's so fair. If, if you look at if you look at the snap, the snap it was, was a high snap. High he got snap. Down, laces out. So right. that's fair. So, so maybe, maybe I'm being a little bit too aggressive against the kickers out of the gate. So that's fair. Thank you, Sharp, <laughs> for being the, the steward of the kickers today. So <laughs> he, he did he did shank it, but it was an awful snap. At the right. end of the day, missed field goal. And then here's the part that killed me. The Bengals are punting back to the Steelers. There's, a, I don't know, I want to say a minute and 15, minute five, left in OT. Neither team has a timeout. This, the, the, the Bengals punt to the Steelers with 15 seconds still left on the play clock. And guess what? The final play the Bengals ran to spike the ball after getting a field goal range, there was only nine seconds left. You think those 15 seconds didn't matter? Unbelievable. But, yeah, it was Chris Boswell at the end nailing a 53-yard field goal to lift Pittsburgh to the victory. I mean, I know I want to give Pittsburgh credit for this game. I want to give Mike Tomlin credit. I want to give Trubisky credit for his winning his first start. But, man, the Bengals really handed this game to them. This was another, to me, another game like Denver where they they could have, probably should have won the game and just little things down the stretch they couldn't be buttoned up on cost them. What did you see here, Sean? No, I mean, you're, you're, you're right on. It's, it's one of those things where the Super Bowl runner-ups come in and just lay an egg, you know, the, the, the next year. 
And uh, look, the, the clock management, the only thing I can tell you is that maybe, maybe he thought that it's Mitch Trubisky. They've lost Najee Harris. Maybe we can get a quick stop or turnover and get another shot at. Maybe. But having said that, with only a minute left, when you're a team that's vying for a playoffs, you ha- a tie is good. A tie, believe it or not, a tie is good. Remember last year we were arguing where, where, where I was saying that it's good that Philadelphia tied early because it's going to come out and save them. That's how they got in the playoffs. In, in, in the playoffs. Now, if you're a shitty team, now if, if you're you know a team that we're not going to talk about, Houston and, and Indy, Houston had a chance to win it and, and they went and they went for a tie, which doesn't freaking make sense. If you're a crappy team, you want to go for the win because if you get it, you win. If you get a tie, that's going to hurt you in the draft. So it's, well, it's, sorry, it's week one. Nobody thinks they're crappy week one. Everyone's got hope. They they know. <laughs> they they know. They're, they 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 got draft capital coming in, and 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 look, they're gonna. So anyway, so for 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 Cincinnati, who's not looking for draft position, is looking to make a run in the playoffs. It, it was it was terrible. You 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 play basically. I, I know you always play to win, but sometimes a non loss is a win. So uh, it's uh, it's especially especially in the division because now now you know a divisional win, divisional loss is worth two points. Yeah, you know yeah. so. Yeah, it is. It is so a rough start for the defending AFC champions. But they did look. They did lose. They did lose. Who I think is an extremely underrated player who I was very high on, which is T Higgins. Yeah, you know the the, the guy had two targets. Question, so I'm not. He he might end up playing this week. I'm not sure if he's out for this week too. But you're right. I think second quarter he went out. Yeah, and look, he had two targets. He's extremely efficient. Two targets, 27 yards, and 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 T. Higgins is is an under underrated player. You know, the, one of the one of the defensive coaches that I that I had spoken to, I, I remember three four weeks ago, who was a receiver that I saw, oh, Christian Kirk was telling me that Christian Kirk is actually pretty hard to defend. T. Higgins was the next one that he was saying that he's just really hard to defend. That he's very underrated. So in that same conversation, that was definitely, that, that, that was definitely a hit to Cincinnati's offense. But yeah. Joe Burrow, Joe, four interceptions, man, just just careless, careless. Yeah, he's uh, on one of yeah. them. On one of them, T.J. Watt made a hell of a play uh, yeah. getting up there, and, and unfortunately for him, looks like he might have have, have a torn pectoral and potentially be out for the season. So that would be a terrible hit for Pittsburgh. Offense. I w- I want to know who the offensive line coach for the Bengals is because. You went ahead and revamped your revamped your offense. Now again, this is the first. Is this the first time that they're that Cincinnati's first team has played this year, or did they play in the preseason? That's a good question to know because you you went and got four brand new. I don't, new think, offensive I, I don't think they played in the. I don't think they played. Okay, the so which is idiotic, idiotic, freaking absolutely idiotic. You six need your sacks. offensive line six, to gel. Six so, sacks. Uh, six sacks. How many sacks did they give up this this week? I'm I'm, six, I'm interested six. in knowing. Six. Oh my god. And 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 look, you went and got one of the best right tackles in the NFL from the Cowboys, yeah. Well, come and, on, yeah. And and yeah, it's it's just to me, to me, it's 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 a freaking shame that 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 offense, like the offensive line, needs to play together. The quarterback needs to play. Now I understand, okay, Jamar Chase and T Higgins and 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 um, you know Joe Burrow, I I get it. They don't they don't they've been there. But your O line, your O line needs to play together, and and either that or you need to come up with better schemes to protect, you know, your franchise quarterback. Yeah, and 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 look, I mean, say what you will, Trubisky didn't have didn't stand, jump off the off the page, but hey, one ninety four, one touchdown, and most importantly, no turnovers 
to the Bengals. What was it? Five turnovers. Because I think Bengals lost a fumble too. So four picks, a fumble lost, and Pittsburgh just and that tells you, look, you threw the ball over five times and it's still a tie game, right? Like the Bengals should have won this game. They they pissed it away. And then the Trubisky. Also, they didn't. Also, you forget they didn't. They didn't challenge the the incorrectly. They didn't challenge the yeah. touchdown by Jamar Chase. They didn't. Yeah, there was a, I yeah there was a play at the end where it looked like it could be a touchdown. It was outside of two minutes, so it was up to the coach to challenge. Didn't challenge it. Sharp. Thirty-two first downs for the Bengals. The Pittsburghs thirteen. The Bengals yep. possessed the ball for forty, almost forty-four minutes to Pittsburgh's twenty-six, and still lost the game. This is the kind of loss. That makes you sick. I, I honestly want to I, 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 I really want to know. I really want to know. And I was watching. This is one of the. I, I was watching four games at a time on Sunday. The this is one of the games I was. You know, I had my four screens going, and so I really didn't get to see much of it. I really want to know how many times they went for it for, for it on fourth down instead of kicking. How many times they went for it instead of punting. I really want to know those that statistics because you know the the Bengals. That's that's one of the teams that tends to do goofball analytic crap like that. So I, I really want to know about that, but. In any case, the Bengals get the 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 beat up, downtrodden Cowboys next, and the and Pittsburgh plays host to the Patriots. We're also coming off loss. We'll talk about, but Char, let's get to this theme we were talking about in the production meeting. Of look, you and I both incorrectly predicted that it would be you know the stability of Bill Belichick and Aaron Rodgers that would win the day against these kind of you know flashy new age offensive-minded head coaches in Mike McDaniel and Kevin O'Connell. And look, I'll be the first to say it. I-, I was dead wrong. At least for week one, I was dead wrong. Miami prevailing over New England at home, 20-7, to and Kevin O'Connell and the Vikings prevailing over Green Bay, 23-7. to So almost very identical scores. Both teams allowing only a touchdown of their opponent and scoring about 20-ish points in home victories against a previously stable Division rival, which result here surprised you more, Sharp? The the I mean, on the, in hindsight, it shouldn't have surprised me because I've been touting Minnesota, you know, in the preseason, telling you how I think they're going to be extremely dynamic on the offense. But that that does it that does first because Green Green Bay won, even though in hindsight last year they went out and laid an egg. You know, when they I forget two years in a row they've lost major games to, to start the year off and then they, they, they've come back so that 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 kind of that kind of surprised me with Bill Belichick I was just I just don't want to bet against Bill Belichick I still don't want to bet against Bill Belichick but look when you he has he has one of the worst rosters in the NFL I mean I looking at it he really oh, has one of the worst rosters in the NFL so so, so, so are you saying so then are you saying because of that the Green Bay Minnesota result was more surprising to you yeah yeah. Okay. okay. And, you know, l- looking at these games, I think there's a question of how, how for real are these teams and how much of an impact are these new coaches going to have? How much of an impact do you think? Like, was this really the new coaches that we can give the credit to, the full credit to for – these dominant week one performances. I, I mean, you, you have to. I mean, your buddy, your San Diego State buddy. Yeah, he, Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, I mean, look, all I kept hearing, all I kept hearing is is how 
they're gonna like they were saying they're gonna the, the way they utilize Cooper Cup, that's how they're gonna do Justin Jefferson. And I was like, wow. I never understood that because Cooper because Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup are completely different receivers, though. They they are, but in terms of the focus and being able to just give them the ball, what they were doing is they were getting the ball in it like 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 basically it's not a jump ball situation, it's more of a dynamic type of a I'm there, gonna hit you on a 10 yard, yeah, you know. There were a couple of plays where they schemed him open and he was just like wide open because of the scheme, too. Right. So that's so that's what we're you know, that's that's really what we're talking about. So do I do I think Green Bay is better at the end of the day? Yes, I do. But you know, again, Aaron Rodgers didn't play in the preseason, right? No. Uh, and and, 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 and you don't point. and you don't think you don't think live snaps with those young receivers is important. Yep. I mean, no <laughs> so. On the first sharp. On the first play from scrimmage, Aaron Rodgers threw what would have been a 75-yard touchdown. Perfect dime right in the hands to the rookie. Christian Watson dropped right. right out of the gate. Right. I mean, how much different would the game have been if the rook just makes a very routine play there, right? Oh, oh. just number one, not just for his own confidence, but for the confidence of Aaron Rodgers with him. So, you know, so they actually had him starting over my boy, Romeo Dobbs. And but but then if you notice, out of all the receivers, Romeo Dubs was the one that got the most targets, which is not saying much because it was only at five. But how about AJ Dillon with like what eight or eight or nine uh, nine targets? It was crazy. Yeah. I knew that he was going to run the ball a lot, and, and and in fantasy, I have him a lot across the board. I, I really believe in AJ Dillon, but Kurosh, the guy had six targets, yeah, six freaking targets over. I thought Aaron Jones was going to lead the team in that. Remember we talked about it. They were I said, behind. Be shocked. They were behind quite a bit, but, but yeah. yeah. You use Aaron Jones, you know, in, in the slot, which it was, you know, uh, this, this, this last one. game, this last game, A.J. Dillon had 16 opportunities versus 10 opportunities for Aaron Jones. So it's, I, I have a feeling that's going to change. And also let's, let's, let's put some numbers behind what you were saying, Shar. You talked about Cooper Cup type usage for Justin Jefferson. Out of the gate, nine receptions, 184 yards. Two touchdowns. I mean, on eleven targets, what what a performance in his first act with new head coach Kevin O'Connell. Adam Thielen, I think, after the game said he's never been part of an offense. They just kept attacking over and over and over again. Right. Said, we had control. We kept attacking, attacking, attacking. The players loved it. And look, Dalvin Cook, Cook, a quiet ninety yards, twenty carries, ninety yards for Dalvin Cook. Okay. Both him and Alexander Madison still averaging four and a half yards a carry. I mean, think of what this offense can be once Salvin Cook gets going as well. And look, Cousins, the, the bulk of his yardage going to Justin Jefferson, just 93 yards going to other receivers of his 277. So Jefferson, a major focal point of this team. But look, Adam Thielen's still a playmaker. They got Irv Smith Jr., who didn't, didn't really touch the ball in this one. But like, there's still a lot Minnesota can do and grow on. And, and look, Green Bay... Bit of a gut check. Uh, Here's my takeaway from both these games, okay? Now, Patriots didn't look particularly good on offense, right? They looked like they didn't have much of an identity. Dolphins also love some plays in the field. I'm still not sold on Tua. I'm still not sold on Tua. And really, to me, this game, the Dolphins defense came to play. The Dolphins defense came to absolutely ball out because they didn't run the ball particularly well. Tua, yeah, 270 and a touchdown. 23 of 33 passing. Okay, efficient day at the office, you know, and they got the ball to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. So good job there. But this defense was was excellent, right? Javon Holland had a very, very nice interception in this game. They got to Mac Jones in the backfield a couple times. 
just very stout, right? Holding the Patriots as well. Just 213 through the air for Mac Jones. So, like, I, I give as much credit. This is a, a, a complete team win for Miami. I'm still not sold on to it. It's only week one. I My narrative is both the Packers and the Patriots, I think, are fine. I actually – I still think Minnesota. I still think Green Bay is going to win the division. I do. Obviously, in in the AFC East, Buffalo is the the sheriff in town. I think Pats will ultimately be fine. I bet they're probably going to give it back to Miami in the New England game when they when they come to town. And I still think Packers own the own the NFC North. They just got to get it together with the receivers, right? When Aaron Rodgers and the receivers got to got to figure out some cadence and chemistry and find a way to stay on the field and get some rhythm on offense. I'm not worried about it. And to your point, Shar, you talked about it, like we can see a lot of the struggles of these teams is correlated to how much we're willing to play your guys in the preseason, right? The Joe Burrows, the, the, the Aaron Rodgers, the Dak Prescott, so many of these guys, Matthew Stafford, who we'll talk about in a moment, just didn't get the reps. And I'm not talking about, they got few reps. They got no reps, right? At some point you have to have those reps because if you don't get an preseason, you're going to have to go through it for the first time in the game. And then, and then at some point, I don't care how much of a pro you are. You're away from the game that long. It, some things are just, you're not going to get accustomed to it until you've been in it. And and I, I feel like out of place saying that, Shark, as a former player, is that okay to say? Absolutely. Kudos. You, you know how I am. I mean, you we, we didn't know how we were going to look like until that third preseason game where we played an entire half. And it's beyond – it's beyond just it's beyond just playing together. It, it, it's it's being able to see the things that you can do, the capabilities that you have, the growth that your young players have had. You don't see that in practice, Kurosh. You don't see that in practice. I've, I've had like my worst year. My worst year on the field was in 1998 when I had my uh, double hernia, and that was one of my best camps. That was one of my best camps that I had as as a professional. That was one of my best camps that I had. Even I had my double hernia. Why? The guys I was going against, I was kind of, I was able to fudge my my lack of mobility to the right side because I knew the players I was going against. When the season came, oh my God, it was just, it was just something else. The Rams, the you honestly think that the Bills are that much better than the Rams? Come on. No. I mean, no. The, the Bills are, are a three-point favorite over the Rams for a reason. The Rams just didn't play together. And there's a reason why Allen Robinson only got, what, one target, two targets? Yeah. He hasn't played with Matt Stafford. He has yeah. not played. He hasn't so, played with Matt Stafford. That O-line, that O-line that, that was in, in Matt Stafford's face-off, you have a new left tackle. You don't play him the entire preseason? Are you fucking out of your mind? So in essence, you need to play your left tackle. You also need to play your center and your left guard at the bare minimum. At the bare minimum. Now, I understand if you don't want to play Whitworth because he's been there. If I was in charge of the Rams, I would have played my four. I would have played all my starting offensive line minus Whitworth because he's been there. Well, obviously, so, Whitworth's not on the team anymore. So it's it's no boom. I'm not Whitworth. I, I meant to. No boom and Havenstein. Havenstein. Sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. I meant Havenstein. Sorry. Why? Because that left tackle needs to be able in, in live situations be able to to see what's going on when he's got a killer pass rusher like like Von uh, Miller. Von Miller or this because here's here's what he got in trouble with for the most part one on once he was doing okay. He got push pulled once and he got driven back one time, which will happen to you. He got in trouble with the stunts and the twists. So this 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 whole new idea which is driving me fucking up up the wall 
these analytical people that don't realize that football players are human beings that 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 are good. There's going to be variation in 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 your players from day to day, hour to hour, based on emotion, based on how you slept, based on what you've eaten, based on your hydration level, based on a whole slew of stuff. Wait, sure. I thought I thought I was just Madden on in real life. Is that exactly, is that exactly. right? No, it's it's, 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 it's just it's, it pisses me off because it's like, come on, come on. Well, and then how many how many games did did the teams lose because it came down to the last second? And you're trying, and you're trying to tell me that three points are a bad thing. How many of those teams that lost by one point or tied it would love to have a field goal to win the yeah. game? Actually, yeah. But Mike Lombardi said recently, he's like, I don't understand how you see all these games come down to a field goal or one or two points. Yeah, we're not we're not taking three points when we can get it. Exactly. Like, well, what exactly. a shocker. Exactly. But in any case, you Shar jumping ahead a little bit to our to our next segment. There, let's just put a bow on these games. Any final thoughts on the Patriots and the Packers after losing their opening games here to division rivals? Yeah, my, my, my thought is that the Packers are still the Packers. They're going to be fine. Aaron Rodgers, I, I, I'm going to bet, even though I said I don't bet till about week three or four, I'm going to bet I'm going to bet Aaron Rodgers against the Bears heavily. He's going to come out and throw three touchdowns and for 300 yards. But the Patriots, I, I, I don't know. I, my confidence in him has waned off a little bit because – the talent, like I was hoping that Devontae Parker would have been more of a uh, uh, have have more of a role. And by the way, they they did play in the preseason quite a bit, so that's yeah, even so, more of a concern potentially. But, absolutely, absolutely, because they know their team. But with the Packers, you're 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 quoting Aaron Rodgers. You're saying R E L A X. Relax. Don't no absolutely. no time to panic right absolutely. now. The Packers. This was this was a, this was the this was the third preseason game for the. For, for the Packers, and and they, they should be fine after this. Let's move now, Shar, to another interesting theme that I noticed from this weekend, and that would be the revenge of the edge rushers. Yes, you've got Zadarius Smith, Von Miller, Khalil Mack combining for seven sacks against their old teams. Zadarius Smith getting two on A-Rod, Von Miller two on Matt Stafford, and Khalil Mack three on Derek Carr, including the final play, the strip sack fumble that ended the game in L.A. and gave the victory to the Chargers. Shar, which one of these performances was most impressive to you? Khalil Max is the one that's most impressive to me. The other ones we kind of mentioned on with, with the Rams saying that that offensive line, brand new left tackle, didn't play in the preseason. For the most part, when I was watching him, his technique was got beat twice on a one-on-one, which is not bad against somebody like Von Miller, but it was on the twists and stunts that, that, that he lost. So I... I'm confident that the Rams offensive line will be fine. The one with the Green Bay Packers, the fact that they don't have David Bakhtiari now going on two years. And is it Nijman, I believe, is the backup, who's actually a very good player. They also didn't play in the preseason. But the Raiders, I do know that that, that they played in the preseason. And, and, and frankly speaking, the Raiders have had issues with their offensive line. They released Leatherwood, who was a you know one-year wonder flop, uh, who, you know, John Gruden hold over at, at, with the first round draft choice that they took. It was a complete bust. So that's that's the one that I'm most most impressed by because that's really the the, the the real, that was the real deal. That was the guy just beating somebody that, you know, couldn't compare to him. The other two, I, I like, and I, you know, I think that's more because of the lack of preseason. Yeah, and look, I mean, I think they're all impressive. The funny thing was that Darius Smith actually, he got the two sacks and I think there was a running play where Aaron Rodgers was coming up to uh, lay a block. 
And, uh, and Darius Smith just put a shoulder into him and he went flying. I mean, it was one of those hits you probably dream of as a defensive player on the quarterback when the ball is live. I mean, he leveled into him. They're talking trash after, but yeah, he, he definitely got the better of his former signal caller that day. Look, as much as I predicted a Rams win, I did say that I felt Von Miller and how well he plays out of the gate could be an X factor. It certainly was. He got two sacks, but even so, when you saw later in that game, as they were sliding the protection over to Von Miller, it enabled the other guys in the line to create pressure as well. So he's already causing problems on the Bills' defensive side of the ball. Impressive there. And then Khalil Mack. I mean, it's it's always difficult to watch a great player play on an awful team and have no chance at winning and really not have an opportunity to compete in January. And Khalil Mack is finally on a contending team in the Chargers. And great to see him be complimented by a solid team around him. I think the bookend of Mack and Bosa is going to be a problem all year. Didn't see a lot out of Bosa week one, but I think when those two really get humming, watch out. If, if, if you're behind in a game and need to pass, watch out for the Chargers. But uh, most, te- most teams are going to be behind with the – you know, with the offense that think. the Chargers have. So you would think. You would yeah, think. So expect expect big things out of Khalil Mack and uh Khalil Mack and, and Joey Bosa. And, uh, and look, we, we talked about how the Bills back up the Brinks truck for Von Miller, right? We talked about it was they did on paper, they overpaid him. There's no question about it. And I think you even commended it. He said, Von, hey Von, get on you, man. Take the money, man. But but if you can get that kind of production out of Von Miller throughout the course of the season, right? And if you give a pass rush that then aids, because look, I'll tell you what now, the back end of Buffalo's defense is solid, very solid. Micah High, Jordan Poyer, they got some playmakers in the secondary. Now you make their job even easier with a formidable pass rush. If that is the thing that propels you to a Super Bowl, you you do that contract with Von Miller a thousand times over, wouldn't you? Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm still leery about that. I blame- I want to call you out because you're, you know what? I'm getting the sense- you want to foo-foo Buffalo. I get what you're – sure, I'm with you when you say, are they 21 points better than the Rams? I get it. I agree with you. The way the Rams played likely, in some respect, is a product of them just not playing in the preseason, right? I, I understand that. Especially their offensive line. How, how can you deny the, how Josh Allen looked out there? Oh, I mean, no, 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 no. I, I, I think Josh Allen is amazing. I don't – I don't – I don't – Right at this moment, right now, I think Josh Allen's the best quarterback in the league. And well, I know there's, there's, there's we'll the, talk about we'll talk about Mahomes. Mahomes had a phenomenal day. Well, I was gonna say I there still, was a, there was a guy in Kansas City that might disagree with I, you. I but, still yeah. say he's better. I still say he's better. That's fine. You can argue that. I still say he's. Be- I mean, he was dealing. I mean, it's at the very least, it's a, he's in the conversation, is he not? No, and and here's the thing, Kourish. I don't necessarily disagree with you. I, I I if somebody said to me Josh Allen's the best quarterback in the NFL. I would say there's a guy in uh, with the Chargers that might disagree with you. There's a guy in Cincinnati that might disagree with you. Herbert's not there yet. I I, I love the way he throws the ball. I love the way he throws the ball. He's sensational. I want to see more of it. Can the Chargers make the playoffs? Can they make the playoffs before we crown him like that? They got to make the playoffs. Okay. No, agreed. I'm I'm just saying. I'm not. When you're saying Josh Allen's the best, I I don't necessarily disagree with you. I just I just think. How about this? He's in the grouping of the of the of this ultra elites. How about that? He, he is. And look, we talked about the pass rushers getting their revenge. That was great because I think it's important to talk about because we're talking about you know Russell Wilson against his old team. Crap, sorry. So point being, while 
I definitely believe in the Rams' ability to get it together and develop some continuity as they play these games and build that chemistry. The Bills, to me, are still a force. They're a force. And I know it's just week one. I know it's early. But this looks like a team to be reckoned with. And I, I just get a sense, Char, you kind of want to downplay them a little bit. And I just don't see it, man. I really think, like I said, I got I got them in the Super Bowl for a reason. And I think this, this is the team to beat in the AFC. I'm I, Again, it's between them and the Chiefs, Chiefs that I was going to choose to see who goes to the Super Bowl. It's not like I don't, I don't think the Bulls are a good team. I just don't think they're that much better than the Rams. And uh, How do you explain that? By the way, okay, so here, here, here's my question, though, okay? Here, here's where I'd be concerned. I agree with you wholeheartedly on some of the offensive line continuity stuff, Stafford right. having sitting out. How about this? So 158.3 QB rating on Jalen Ramsey. I mean, he was beat like a fiddle left and right, including that last touchdown, a beautiful throw on the run from Josh Allen to Stefan Diggs. I think it was like a 40 plus yard touchdown. I mean, he just did not look great. Great. He hasn't played. But he hasn't played. Seen, I've never seen Ramsey get cooked like that in any game, in any week one game in his career. Okay. Well, first of People all, we're attacking him. Okay. Here's the thing. He definitely had a bad game. I'm, I, if, if you know, but I'm, I, it, it's not like all of a sudden Jalen Ramsey forgot how to, how, how to cover. Okay. It's a combination. It was like the perfect storm for the Bills. They caught the Rams without any games. This was their literally their, when I say this was the Rams' third preseason game, meaning this was their warm-up game, all right? And the perfect storm is the fact that you have Josh Allen and you have Stephon Diggs. So it's, look, it's it, if you're counting on Von Miller getting two sacks and a bunch of pressures every game, he's he's got to be the greatest defensive player of all time. He's That's not going to happen again. That's not going to happen again. What's not going to happen? You think I get two sacks in a game again? What are you talking He's about? He's not going to get two sacks in a game every week. It's it's not it's not going to no, happen. But but he, he might get he'll get multiple sacks again. He's not going to. It's not going to ever happen again. I, I I think we're going to look back at this and say this was Von Miller's best game of the year. Wow. See, I I knew you were going to downplay whatever they did. I'm not downplaying. I'm just I'm just telling you facts. You went against the first year starting left tackle that hasn't played with his O line before. On, on their third preseason game. So you're Plain saying, simple. So are you saying that you don't think Von Miller will have another multi-sack game the rest of the well, season? Well, he will, but not against, but not against a good not against a good offense like that. Okay. Okay. I guess that remains to be seen. Remains to be seen. Yeah, but- I mean, look, look, they're gonna play they're, they're gonna play they're gonna play the Jets. He might get two sacks against the Jets or even more. Because their their offense is is, is so you're saying like I mean they brought in Von Miller. Close and they off. overpaid for they overpaid for Von Miller. But you're saying like when the Bills go to the playoffs, we won't look back. You don't think he'll be impactful in the because that will be against good teams when we get to the playoffs, right? So you right. don't think he'll be any, so you don't think he'll be in, in, impactful in the playoffs is what you're saying. I think I'll think he'll I'll think there'll be moments where he'll be impactful. It's, you're not gonna see you're not gonna see a game like this where he's just absolutely dominating again. Okay, especially okay. at the end of the year. Especially at the end of the year. Well, Shar, I just hope for your sake, Vaughn's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess. But yeah. but look again, going going back to it, same thing with Zedarius Smith. Give me a give me a break. He's going he's going against uh, the, the a fairly inexperienced left tackle. If David who probably, was who probably the, he knows well from practice when he was in Green Bay. 
Right, exactly, exactly. I'm telling you, Kurosh, when we f- would go into training camp, literally 70, 80% of your first pass sets, you would get beat on Look, by, by third stringers. W- listen, w- week one is always about overreacting. Or we're always going to overreact to things, right? At the right. end of the day, this is still an extension of the preseason. But we can, but I think there's certain things you also see in week one that stick throughout the year. And I really think the Bills are for real. And I think what we oh, saw Bills from, are for real. We saw from like if Josh Allen can play like that, game in, game out, they can win every game. They of can course. win every, even if the defense is a bad game, right? So I was very, very impressed by them. And it looked Chargers impressive win. I thought I thought Derek Carr was just he was just sloppy with the football. Some of those interceptions were just terrible. He had Darren Waller on the first drive of the game. For a really an easy touchdown on an out route, he threw it behind him. That should have been six. I mean, Carr just played sloppy. And for all the weapons they got him, all the fanfare Josh McDaniels got, Carr played sloppy. And I know you like him. I know he's your guy, but not a good <laughs> shot. And again, we <laughs> I didn't say your boy, I said your guy this time. Right? Okay. You like you you like Derek Carr. I like him a little bit too. Yeah, he's my fourth favorite quarterback in the AFC West. Absolutely, <laughs> I like him. <laughs> but but look, I, I you know. What did you make about Derek Carr played? I mean, was he not sloppy with the football in that game? He was trying to go into Devonta Adams too much. Well, they, he did go to him. That wasn't the problem. He was trying to force balls in there. By the way, I got I got to say one more thing about Herbert. That that second touchdown pass. Did you see that one? I can't remember who it was too. That that second touchdown pass that Herbert. Gerald threw. Everett. Oh my God! Yes, between I believe Gerald Everett. Everett. I think it was Everett. It was no. It was it was Carter. It was Carter. I mean, that thing was on a rope. My goodness. So hold on. So what was your question? You you, you went on a tangent. You totally I'm sorry. I was just I, I wanted to call that out. I mean, right. well, but 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 yeah. The it, issue it, with Carr. The issue with Carr is that he look. He had he had 17 targets. Devontae Adams had 17 targets. You don't think there's an issue with that? I don't. You brought. I mean, he played. He played a great game. Yeah, but but. There's there's been times where quarterbacks just get too comfortable. They just go to the ball. That that happened. That happened with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, how many times? Have, but, but 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 dude, but they but they won the whole year off of that formula. I don't have a problem with they that. They did, I, but sometimes I, quarterbacks get in a rut where they will just literally try to go, even if they have like okay, last year in the playoffs, Aaron Rodgers on the fourth fourth down play against the 49ers, he had Aaron Jones wide open in the middle for a first down, and he still threw double coverage to Devontae Adams. I, I think Devontae's so. so good that he's gonna make he's gonna make basically quarterbacks say, forget my reads, forget everything else. I'm going to I'm going to this guy. This is how but, good Devontae Adams is. And sometimes I can hurt you. But all his picks weren't because he's throwing at Devontae Adams. He just he made some careless decisions too. Oh he, he did. He did. Yeah. He, he was squeezing the ball. And by the way, only 10 carries for Josh Jacobs. That's not going to get it done. I thought I thought McDaniels would be committed to the run. He really wasn't in this game. And it really, it, it was the, the game was never out of reach for the Raiders. So I was confused why he abandoned the run. Not abandoned, but just didn't run the ball more to try and control the tempo of the game a little bit more. Uh, again, first game, a new head coach, all of that, new targets. Raiders had no problem getting Devontae involved. Uh, Darren Waller should have had a fifth catch for a touchdown. I mean, some of the weapons were being put to good use, just not really the type of balance or consistency you want to see on offense for the Raiders. Carr is a man with no excuses left. 
with the offense they put around him, he's got to perform. Not a good opening salvo for him. Again, it's a long season. Hopefully, he'll go back to the drawing board and calibrate. But Carr's got to be better. Carr has to be better than that. I well, think this- credit credit the Chargers defense. That defense is stacked. That yeah. defense is stacked. And when your old line is probably and by the way, no, the no, old- no, JC Jackson in that game either. So wait till they get him back. That's true. But but uh, the the fact that the Raiders' offensive line is probably the weakest part part of their team. That doesn't sit well when you're trying to control the game through the run. You're not you're not gonna you're not gonna get that done. No question about it. No question about it. And Shar, before we end the show with who we're disappointed by, let's quickly talk about the Baker Bowl, the Browns visiting the Panthers, Baker Mayfield at the helm for Carolina, playing a little bit sloppy early, falling behind 17-7 at the half. The Panthers do mount the comeback, scoring 17 fourth quarter points, but ultimately it's the Browns who prevail. One final drive for a field goal by Jacoby Brissett, aided by a personal foul penalty that some people didn't like. But in any case, it was a weak call. It was uh, a weak call. I will say though, the 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 Browns were called for a pretty weak roughing the passer call earlier in the they game. They did. They were yes. So yes. you know, how, and, and and actually the Panthers were backed up pretty far at that point in the game was when that happened. So like. You know, I think that's kind of a wash. People look at it because it's the end of the game, but really, well, like, I wasn't saying that's why they lost. I was just saying it was a weak call. Yeah, and look, this this kid York that the uh, the Browns drafted. I mean, a fifty eight yard kick. That thing. I mean, he he booted the crap out. That could have been good from seventy five. I mean, that thing was. They put a hole through the net, man, from fifty eight yards out. That kid's got a leg on him. Credit to the Browns getting a kicker that has the confidence to make that kick. They win twenty six. To 24, Baker Mayfield in the loss. Eh, he was okay. 235, one TD, one interception. And look, kind of like we talked about Trubisky. Not a glamorous game, but Jacoby Brissett, 18 of 34, 147, one touchdown, no turnovers, and he let his great running backs put the work in. Nick Chubb, 22 carries, 141 yards. Kareem Hunt, 46 yards on the ground. And a touchdown, another 24 through the air, and a touchdown. These backs, mistake-free football, and making plays at the end. Gritty win for the Browns. And Baker, man, I told you I was rooting for the Browns because I wanted to come on the show and have some comedy relief. And it's funny, man. I mean, Baker gets beat by the backup of his old team. That's rough. That's rough. Yeah, no, Baker, Baker struggled early. But one thing I like about Baker, he's gritty. He he came back and he he fought hard. Yeah, that's Look, we were we were talking. That's, that that seems to be Baker's one and only quality. He's gritty. Uh, well, yeah. you know what? Though? That's but but Kura, no, he's got, he's got a great arm. He's got a great arm. He just he just doesn't have the ability to see over that offensive line, and he fumbles a lot because he has small hands. If you notice, there was what two or three fumbles that he almost early in the game. So. No, look, I, I like Baker. I was rooting for Baker, but also I, I was kind of rooting for the Browns as a whole because everybody makes such a big deal about Deshaun Watson not being there. Remember, we were talking about it. I, I said, I even asked you this question in, in the uh, episode last week. I said, if they end up winning this game, they can win the next four games. Remember, we were talking about that. Yeah. We're like, they can win, they can win the next four games. And you know, they could all of a sudden look at it and, and they could be they could be five and oh, four and one. So it, it's not, you know, it's not it's it's not beyond the realm of feasibility, especially the way I mean look, you got Miles Garrett, who was just wreaking havoc 
and and that oh, running yeah. game. Like, come on, it, it reminded me of old school '80s football. Yeah, no, you, they, know, you, it's, you said it's, it on I the really like it. like kind of an '80s football team. Old school. Oh, they just they just hammered, and I love watching Nick Chubb run. The way he runs the ball is phenomenal. He seems like an old school running back, doesn't he? Oh, He's love really, it. Almost like I they love took it. Nick Chubb. They took Nick Chubb out of a different era and just dropped right. him in, in, in 2022. He's a different kind of back. No, he's he's I I I really I really like what I saw. Look, they they got the Jets next. They should be favored against the Jets. All right. Then they got Pittsburgh. You got you know it, it's not like Pittsburgh is is a world beater. Even though they have to jump the ball. They got Atlanta. So you're talking about the next three games. They have the Jets, Pittsburgh, and Atlanta. Would you be shocked? Would you be shocked if they won two out of those three? Come on, no, no, no so, not at all. You're so right. I, I, I was rooting for Cleveland. I was rooting for them. They can stay uh, afloat. They can stay afloat till Watson's back. You're right. So, and again, it's not like Brissett is Cooper Rush or Ben DiNucci, you know? Now, come on. Well, 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 why'd you have to go there? <laughs> <laughs> but, by the way, you know what? I, you know what I just heard for the first time? Ben DiNucci. Oh, God. Ben DiNucci is Mike McCarthy is family friends with the DiNucci family. They're, they're like from the same hometown. Is that, that explains not, it? Is that not? Yeah, it explains it. The freaking nepotism. That explains it. The nepotism. He gave, he gave his hometown buddy a job. <laughs> I mean, come I on. I kept I kept asking. Remember, I was saying, What's "What in on? God's green earth is Ben DiNucci still doing on the team?" <laughs> yeah. Well, there's your answer. There's a, there's a backdoor hometown connection. Mike, Mike Mike McCarthy likes his mom's casserole, apparently. So yeah, it looks like Mike McCarthy's eaten a lot of casserole in his lifetime. Yeah. So he's probably had a couple of those casseroles. And yeah, so that's that's. Well, I guess yeah. maybe it's a lasagna, lasagna in the Danucci household. Yeah, well, well, that well that explains it. But but <laughs> but and anyways, my my point is, Jacoby Brissett is is a quarterback that has won before. Yes, you, you know he's just a limited quarterback. He's a limited oh, but, quarterback. But he, didn't, he didn't make any mistake. He didn't compromise his team's chances of winning. And and for that, you've got you've got to give the guy credit, right? They stayed afloat. Made the most of the weapons, and they and they and they pulled it out. And you know, but you know, Baker kind of came on in the second half. I was disappointed in the usage of Christian McCaffrey. Like, what? What? Yeah. They, they were not. I mean, even those, even the bad Panther teams, at least, you know, made an effort to leverage McCaffrey more. I know it's just week one. I just I didn't really see the dynamic use of McCaffrey that I'm used to seeing. So I uh, had heard. I had heard is that. They're trying to really limit his touches. That's that's what I, that's the rumor that I had heard that they're trying to limit his touches. That all yeah, this. But crazy- I mean, but the thing is, Char, the running back, Deontay Foreman, is back only at two carries. It's not like they're splitting carries. Yeah, but 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 it's usually he leads his team and usually in targets. He did he didn't he didn't in this game. It's only one week, but I'm surprised if if Matt rules in the hot seat. How do you not get your most dynamic player involved? That just seems that well. Seems well, now, well, now he might. Now he might. But is it is it beyond the realm of feasibility that 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 maybe the general manager comes in and says, "Hey, listen, this guy's been hurt. Let's ease him in. Let's maybe. ease him in." Maybe, maybe. I mean, look, he had four targets. When was the last time that Christian McCaffrey had four targets? I know you're right. Okay, you're right. he had ten carries for thirty three yards. He's not a. One of those carries was a fumbled snap. That he picked up and ran for like twenty yards. So one of like right. twenty of those yards came like on a fluke. Right. So so the, the 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 point being is that usually Christian McCaffrey has 10, 12, 13 carries, but he usually has like eight or nine targets. He yeah. has four targets. 
I expected the change. I, I can't imagine Matt well, Rule. Not that they lost. Not that they lost. You better believe that, you know, Give me that, heavy that the, coach might, the coach might say, hey, listen, we need we need to win. So We need to win. And it's at the Giants next week. We're coming off a hot one of their own. Sure, good segue. Let's go into just what or who disappointed you the most. Niners losing 19-10 on the road in a slosh fest at Chicago in a game they were favored to win. The Cardinals getting absolutely romped at home by the Chiefs on the heels of five, count it, five Patrick Mahomes touchdowns. The Titans losing a heartbreaker in Tennessee at home to the Giants under the leadership of new coach Brian Dayball. Randy Bullock misses a 47-yard field goal as time expires. The Giants hang on to win that one, 21-20, off the back of, of Dayball going for two. Now, that, that was that was a ball. I mean, that guy's, you know, Tyreek Hill said about Mike McDaniel, he needs a wheelbarrow to carry his balls around. They're so big. Yeah. I, would, I would say I would say Dayball's right up there, right? Yeah, but that's a good move, though. What Again, a call. What a call. He was Losing teams need games. to do that. Losing teams need, need to yeah. do that. You either get the win or you get the loss. You don't want to tie when you're trying to get high draft positions. And he's on the road. Look, it worked out. And last, you know, people say last but not least. Last but least. Last but least. The Dallas Cowboys, the only team, Sean, the only team in week one who failed to score a touchdown. Pathetic. But the, can I can I can I have the floor for a second, Char? You've had it. Go for it. I, I, I I'm done with this team. I'm done. No, with you're not. Team. I'm done with them. No, I, I am. I am. Listen to you me. You mean this year? I'm I'm going to tell you exactly where I'm where I'm at. <laughs> you 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 let you let your best tackle walk in free agency, despite knowing that your other tackles played what ten games in the past three years. Right. But now, shocker, he gets injured. What happens? Right. Traded away Amari Cooper when you didn't have to. Okay. You let Randy Gregory walk over some contract BS. I know that you don't really see it that way, but it was a stupid technicality they weren't willing to back down on. You let Cedric Wilson walk, right? And now you're trotting out this kid, Devin Houston. I was at the game. I don't even know who the hell was on the field, man. All because Jerry Jones has the pride of, quote, we lack our guys. We like our guys. We like our guys. You know what? This is what your guys got you. And Dak Prescott, the big news out of this one, Shari, broke his thumb. He's out six to eight weeks. I got news for you. He was playing like garbage before he went out. Okay, so don't give me that. It's because he got hurt. He looked awful. You put a bad offensive line, no receivers, and CeeDee Lamb, I'm sorry. He's not a one receiver. He's a 1B at best. Okay? <laughs> he's a 1B at best. I, I can't do it with this team. I Talk can't. About listen to me. Until until Mike McCarthy's out and Sean Payton's in, I'm done. I'm done. That's my ultimatum. I, I cannot put after week one, the season's over. After one week, the season's over. I'm gonna argue, I'm gonna tell you, Sharp, how can you tell me there's any team more disappointing than the Cowboys? After one week, it's it's over. I'm just well, I'm disgusted. I, I I refuse I will I'm not gonna put on a cowboy hat. Maybe when I go for a walk and get sweaty, I'll put on my cowboy shirt. Oh my, you That's are it. hurt. That's it. You are That's a hurt it. soul, my friend. I'm done with it. I'm not, I will no longer exclusively watch a cowboy game anymore. When I'm what when the cowboy game's on, I'm putting it on the red zone channel. I'm not even watching them exclusively anymore. They can that that that, that dumpster fire of a team can waste somebody else's time. 
Until you get Sean Payton in the building, call me then. That's where I'm at. Wow. Take a deep breath. Okay. I'm I'm Wait, I'm you done. Take a deep breath. Can I can okay. I, can, can I lay on your therapy couch, Char? Yes, go for it. So so here here's the thing. The reason why I'm not disappointed with the, with this game with them the most is because I was disappointed with them when they got rid of Amari Cooper. We already knew. I already knew. And remember, Amari Cooper was a guy that, remember last year, I said he's one of the most underrated football players there is. Do you remember that? And before the game, I said, I'm interested in seeing Dak Prescott's number without his left tackle on Amari Cooper. I'm interested in seeing. There's your answer. There's your answer. He plays. He played like he played like hot garbage. He was awful. He played like hot garbage. And look, and it all stems from the contract that he got because when two years ago, what did I say to you two years ago? They got when, greedy. They got greedy. When he got the what what is that? 40 million a year? How much how much did he have? 40 average? million a year. 40 million a year. Remember the first thing that I said to you? I said that means Amari's gone this year and, and Zeke's gone, the, gone the following year. Remember that? I, I said that two years ago, remember? Yeah, I, yeah you did. You did. So I, I called it. I, I said that means Omari's gone, and that means that that uh, Zeke's gone. And Zeke's going to be gone next year. Either he's going to negotiate or he's, or he's going to be gone. And the loss of Omari is far more important than the loss of Zeke will be next year. Far I more. I agree okay. with that. Look, I mean, it's funny. Is Zeke had actually he averaged over five and a half yards of carry. No, Zeke played well. Ball. Zeke played well. And and what Zeke does really well is pass pass protects so yeah. it, it's look but but my point is this you the, the the defense did a decent job early on right but what, the defense what is great when your offense can't stay on the field what, what are you supposed to do man like at some point it's gonna it's, it's gonna break down and, and Kurosh, the defense held the greatest ever to one touchdown yeah yeah but what else can you ask for your defense i know it's it's what else can and 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 listen the, the, your your kid that linebacker Patrick, Michael Parsons, he's phenomenal. He's he's phenomenal, and he's the only thing. He's the only thing good coming out of that game, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, yes, but again, again, when you allow your wide like when you went from having last year, this time we were talking about how I've never seen a game where they had better wide receivers in my life. You had four bona fide wide receivers for the Cowboys. You had four bona fide wide receivers for. For, for Tampa, there's only one of them left from last year for, for the Cowboys. One. Yeah. One. Yeah. Yeah. So, and look, I, I don't know what's going on with Jalen Tolbert. Is, is, he a, is he a Division One player? Is, is, is he a... Well, yeah, Tol- Tolbert went to, he went to Baylor. He's a D1 player. He was he, he was hurt, though. He was a healthy, he was a scratch from this game. Not okay. healthy, he was a scratch. So, look, my, my look, you, you can't, you can't, you can't go. You, you don't, you don't think that you could have gotten some good receivers out to come to Dallas to play for you. You could, I don't, I can't imagine Cedric yeah, Wilson demanding too much it, money. It's this prideful mentality the Cowboys, the Joneses have. We like our guys. We like our guys. It's so pride. It's so prideful to me, right? Yeah. And, and you're gonna try to win games with Cooper Rush. Look, I like Cooper. I like what Cooper Rush did. But he, he came off the bench one game. Not off the bench. He, he played one game. He won a big game for us on the road last year in Minnesota. He's not. That was a big game. That was a big game for him. He's not a long-term solution. What I want to know is how much money is being spent on Dak Prescott and Zeke's contracts this year. How how much of their value does that count for? I Uh, mean, Zeke's making, what, 20, 15, something like that? Like, he's the highest-paid running back, right? Yeah, he is. I remember his contract in total 
was worth 90 million. He's averaging about 15 a year, so something crazy, right? For a running back. Do you want to know the cap hit this year? Yeah. 2022 cap hit for him is 12.4 million for okay. this year. And then let's see for Mr. Dak Prescott, the 2022 cap hit is just 20 million this year. Oh, all right. So it's not, it's not, too bad. yeah, but it jumps to 31 next year, then 34. Yeah. But, but then, then how is it that they couldn't go and pick up like, it's, it's an average like of 40 million because he got, he got that giant upfront cash of 75 million in 2021. Right. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's fine. But the, 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 the point is this the, did they have to let Amari go? No, they didn't. They didn't. They, I think that what they did it to, preemptively clear cap room for next year but it's not like oh they 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 got rid of amari and then signed all these free agents in place of him so no they didn't have to get rid of amari that was a that's, conscious that, decision that's, uh, it's look i remember again my memory could be wrong but that became a better quarterback than carson Fenn, carson wentz because up until up until amari got traded to the cowboys there was a serious argument that carson wentz is better than Dak. He was the number two overall pick. Right. Yeah. So, and and he was having like everybody was saying, who's better, Dak or Carson? Well, Carson, but Dak became who he was after once Amari joined. And the idea, like, like they, they should know, like, what are you doing? Why do you, why do you need to get rid of your right tackle? And why do you need to get rid of uh, Amari Cooper? I, I just, I, I, yes, I don't get yeah. it. Yeah. It's like this whole addition by subtraction. When does it ever work? It's just, and that's why I refuse. To be to, to follow this team anymore. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't blame you. But but here's the thing though. I wasn't it, 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 we talk about coaching malpractice. This is front office malpractice on so right. many levels, man. It's just it's disgusting. And no, I'm, but no, I'm to answer your question, I wasn't I wasn't shocked by by how by how by how the Cowboys played. Now, was I sh- I mean, obviously I you can't account for that getting injured. But honestly, what was that? That, that, completely con- that was the last drive of the game. That that's right. that, that wouldn't have, the score would have been nineteen to three if even if even if. He By the way, did you see the tweet that that I that I forwarded to you from 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 the Hawks Heaven from the Hawks Heaven Twitter? No, they, they they said it turns out that Brian Robinson will miss as much time after getting shot twice in the knee as Dak Prescott will after accidentally yeah. high fiving a Buccaneer. <laughs> I mean, look. Eh. I hate to kick a guy while he's down. He's obviously nursing this injury, but he was he was playing extremely poorly. And and to your point, they took they they dismantled the talent he had in front of him. And I'm sorry, and I'm sorry. If you're getting paid an average of 40 million a year, you better make it work. Pat Mahomes lost Tyreek Hill. And look what he did. Now, yeah. granted, they added Juju Smith Schuster, they added MBS for him. Like, sure, but like he made it work without his top target, Dak. What did you do? And by the way, by the way, the kid, Tyler Smith, actually held up well at left tackle. He was not the problem. Okay? No, no, he played Cowboys, well. Cowboys still double-digit penalties. I felt like it was a flashback of that San Francisco game. I mean, it's just – it's it's personnel, it's ownership, it's coaching. How are you continually – the most penalized team in the league. It's killing us, man. I well, them and the Raiders. I can't watch this team. It's like, why do we allow this to happen? How can you sit there and watch us and not realize? It? I mean, sure. Am I wrong? When you are the most penalized team in football, does that not fall back on that on the, on the shoulders of the head coach? 
it yeah, does most of the time. It does most of the time, but the Raiders are also one of the most penalized teams, no matter who the no matter who the head coach is. So sometimes it's the culture, sometimes, sometimes, but yeah, most of the time it's okay. Put it to you this way. To answer you, it is absolutely one hundred percent in the power of the coach to change that. It absolutely is. I just but, and that's why I go back to my point, Char. Call me when Sean Payton's in the building. Because I'm done. I'm done. Okay. And and I have a feeling we're gonna talk about the Cowboys at all next week. And you know what? And you know what? Yeah, we'll talk about how Joe Burrow went back in there and rebounded their season by thumping all over those backups that should be backups on other teams. <laughs> Sorry, man. I mean, okay, one last thing on the Cowboys. This, this, why this did, Cowboys why, they're not gonna move the ball? They're not gonna move okay. the ball against anybody. Why did they have you, to let you have the Cowboys skill player in fantasy trade them? Trade I did. Them. You saw the trade yeah. I made. Yeah, you I'm talking, the I'm talking I to the audience. I'm talking right. to the audience. No, right. I I, tra- I traded Ceedee Lamb for Michael Thomas and Brees Hall, and yeah. and and I did it, but not because of Ceedee Lamb, because of, of of his quarterback situation. But but look, no, here's the thing: don't tell me that it was going to take a lot of money to keep Cedric Wilson in the building. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. How much? How much did he get paid? How do you know how much? Do you know how much he got paid? It can't. It can't be that much. I'll tell you right now. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, I don't, I don't even think they're using it. He signed it. Well, actually, I mean, he signed a three-year, twenty-two million dollar contract. That, that's not. Of course, that's that's. You don't. You don't think he would have. You don't he think was, he would have taken the same. He was a fourth receiver. He was a fourth to, to come from being a fourth receiver to to to, to getting what was it? Yeah, the, 12, the guy's a good seven. receiver. He's big. He's yeah. he, he, he's legit. Cedric Wilson's legit. You don't think that that could have used them last game? Could use a lot of guys. But like I, I'm quest like. Like Dak clearly needs a team around him. Dak's not going to carry a team. He needs talent around him. He's just that kind of quarterback. Be honest with yourself about the personnel. That's who Dak is. Okay. They're, the offensive line is in shambles. There's hardly any receivers to throw to. And, you know, we, we lost juice in the pass rush with Randy Gregory leaving town. It's just like, uh, I'm, I'm, and Mike McCarthy's the head coach. I mean, as long as it's Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy, look at the team Mike McCarthy had last year. He could win a damn playoff game. What else do you need to know? What else do you need to know, man? Anyway. The question. Question. The fact that Dak Dak got hurt, is that enough for him to save his job this year? No, I don't think so. I mean, oh, well, if it is, then I'm really done. I'm really done if it is. You know? <laughs> I, it's That would be the ultimate F you to Cowboy fans to, to say that, right? McCarthy's got to get the hell out of here. He's got to get, and I think that the cards are going to fall. We'll see, but if we stick to McCarthy, I'm, 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 I'm done. I'm done for this year. Don't get me wrong. Until he's out of the building, I'm done. Okay. If if he gets fired, I'll put one foot back in the bandwagon. When Sean Payton comes, the rest of my body will follow. Okay. That's let's, funny. That's let's, funny. Let's well, stop. I'm done with the Cowboys. Okay. Niners, Cardinals, Titans, Shark, Cardinals. I mean, are you serious? getting absolutely walloped. I mean, I think Kyler Murray should have followed that clause in his contract. The Cardinals were too scared to keep in about film study because he looked awful. He was dreadful, okay? 44 to 21, and that was a garbage time touchdown at the end, right? They they, they just got destroyed, Char. They got absolutely walloped. It was it was the Patrick Mahomes show, and Kyler Murray, 22-34, 193, two TDs. Sure, it looks it looks decent on paper. He looked terrible. He was he was not very good. A lot of balls missed. A lot of balls hit the ground. No rhythm on offense. It was just a sloppy game for the Cardinals and the Chiefs. Truly in midseason form as they are. These Andy Reid teams coach so well. 
came in there and just obliterated the Cardinals in the desert, Char. What did you make of this? The Chiefs defense, they did a great job against the run. I mean, they they kept they kept look, if 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 I told you that the Cardinals with James Conner getting all these touches and Kyler Murray and all the all the different guys that they have are gonna are gonna have less than hundred yards rushing, you, you wouldn't believe me. Right? You wouldn't you wouldn't believe me. I, I think they're right at a hundred. They're I think they're right at a hundred. They yeah. had I, I think if, Johnny, yeah, I mean Trace McSorley, the back of had twenty yards. But but I'm talking about their starters. You had 26, 28, 29 yeah. for James Conner, Eno Benjamin, and, and Kyler Murray, respectively. Look, you keep the Cardinals from rushing the ball, and, and, and you force Kyler Murray into throwing the ball? Yeah. Look, the best thing – Kyler Murray will do a lot of damage running around and, and, and hurting you with his legs and making some kind of a spectacular throw. They basically said, beat us as a pocket passer. Yeah, and he, he just is a pocket passer. Yeah, balls batted down. I mean, he all, all the things I don't like about Kyler showed up in this game. And look, it is just one game, but uh, I, I don't know, man. The, the, the Cardinals just look like. They, but I have a question for you: Who the hell is Greg Dortch? I don't that know. Dude had he nine targets. Receiver. He was a leading receiver. Sixty-three yards, seven receptions, sixty-three yards. I, I guess they they kind of he's kind of the fill-in for uh, until Big New Hop- Hopkins Hopkins comes back, but. Uh, it was, look, it's, uh, again, none of these games really disappointed me that much because we, we kind of knew, we kind of, we kind of knew what, what the script was. We even talked about it. I even said, I'm interested in seeing what Dak Prescott does without those two players. And we saw what it is. We, you know, we both agree on Kyler Murray. So really none of them is really disappointing. The most disappointing was I I thought that Tennessee was going to be able to pull a victory against the Giants. I agree, but sure. Just last thing on this game. I'm surprised the Chiefs beat them the way they did. I'm not surprised the Cardinals lost. I'm surprised they got violated <laughs> the way they did. I mean, that was just ugly. That was pure ugly. You know, not all losses are equal. I know at the end of the day, it's only worth one one loss in the column. But that was just – that's embarrassing. That's your opening at home. You gave your, your quarterback all this money. And, and for what? To, to come out there and get embarrassed like that? I don't know, man. I know I don't want to hyperbolize week one. I don't think this Cardinals team is headed for anything good this year. It's it's this is not this is not a pretty thing they got in Arizona. Now they're tied to this guy for for the foreseeable future. Eesh, I don't know if I'm they're gonna look. Play. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna fall forward into eight nine wins. They're gonna they're gonna get that and and they're gonna go on a run. Last year, what happened to him was very magical. If, if you recall, I kept saying they're getting lucky, they're getting lucky, they're getting lucky. Remember that? And you kept foo-fooing me saying, what do you mean they're getting lucky? Like, this this team, we we know who they are. The old, you know, the old Benny Green saying, you know, they're exactly who we thought they were. Yeah, so, we are who they were. Yeah, but I, I, so, I, think they're worse than, I think they're worse than we think they are. That's what I'm trying to say. Possibly. Their defense is getting worse. J.J. Well, Watt what? isn't playing and, and he's guess older. And, you, you, now you're going, you're going to the Raiders. Okay, then you're playing the Rams. Okay, then you're going at Carolina. Okay, maybe that's one. And then the Eagles are coming to town. Look pretty damn good, right? And then you got the the Saints two weeks after that, and then the Vikings. This schedule is no cakewalk now. No, okay? no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if they're well under five hundred. You know I'm going to tell you this right now. I think they're. I think they're finishing under five hundred. I think they are. They're not getting to nine wins. They're not getting to nine wins this year, man. They're not. Oh. So so we'll see. We'll see. But that's. Cardinals are like this is again they call overreaction for a reason. But sure, how about how about the Bears pulling this thing off? 
they fall behind two scores earlier in this game. And this to me, this is like the most Chicago Bears kind of game, right? Crappy weather, some broken plays, you know, a couple turnovers because it's all muddy and disgusting. And all of a sudden, they come out of this thing with a 19-10 victory. This game was ugly. And it if was this game had not, not been ugly. If this game had not been played in Chicago on because that 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 storm went, it's gone. It came and went. It was like it almost it came for that game and then it was gone the next day, right? I mean, if they Papa had, Bear Hallis had something to do with it, this goes to Hallis Papa Bear man pulling some strings. I, as much as you know, I'm not a fan of the Niners as a cowboy as a cowboy supporter or a former cowboy supporter, should I say? I, <laughs> I don't overreact. I'm not overreacting here. Okay, Trey Lance had a had a poor outing, less than fifty percent completion percentage, threw a pretty bad pick, missed some throws. The, if you saw that game, this is not this was not normal rain. This was like this was like a like a giant bucket was being poured on top of these players. It, this it was bad. It was bad out there. You cannot judge anybody on this game. I mean, I even heard people say, "Well, Justin Fields played poorly too. He only had like eight completions." Dude, yeah, you see, I mean, the weather, the weather makes it so. I'm not putting any of my criteria evaluation into Justin Fields or into Trey Lance off this game. Justin Fields made some great, great out of pocket kind of, kind of off the cuff type plays. A long touchdown to Dante Pettis that got the Bears back into it, and a really pretty touchdown throw uh, to his tight end as well to give the Bears a lead. I mean, the Bears played great down the stretch, but this, the story of this game. It's a Chicago type of game. It's the weather. It's it's slushy, and the Bears just kind of pulled that out at the end against the California team. That that, that that's what I'm looking Look, at. That's not an indictment against the Niners to me at all. None. I, I put zero into this game. Let me ask something. Let's do let's do an experiment. What's the strength of the 49ers team? What the position? Game. The running game. No, no. What position? What what individual on on, on defense? D line. D line. D line. D line. What's the weakness of the Chicago Bears? They, they probably have the worst offensive line in the NFL, all right? So the biggest advantage of the 49ers versus the biggest disadvantage of, of the Bears, that D-line should have destroyed Chicago. The greatest equalizer of them all was the rain. When the rain came in like that, guess what? Those defensive linemen, they cannot get off the ball. They cannot run their stunts. They cannot push. So what you have is is it really is – it was a great equalizer. It was a perfect storm pun intended and unintended because it, it it really it it really enabled literally the biggest advantage individual advantage that the that the 49ers had over the over the bears was erased because of the rain yeah plain and simple plain and simple after that it's a coin toss you literally again if that game is played again literally flip a coin to see who wins because yeah. in in in, in torrential i have never seen people having to squeegee Real grass. I've seen him do it on on turf. <laughs> I've never seen that before in my life. Yeah, I've never seen that. Before. The last time I've, I've I've been involved in the rain like that was when I was in Bermuda. Wow. I, it was it was incredible. Did you see the the the, the sewer systems in Chicago couldn't handle all the water? They were, they were shooting up like Old Faithful on the streets over there. Oh, I, I'm sure some of the homeless got 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 baths after a while. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you want to talk about silver lining. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it was it was ugly. I'm not putting any valuation, but it was. Look, if I was a Bears fan at that game, I'd be having a ball. I mean, I'm getting. Oh ready. yeah. My team came back and won. I was. I will say, you could say the Bears showed some grit 
determination. They evolved. Okay, great. But this is still not a very talented football team. It's and, a, it was they they got lucky it stormed and then they got lucky that the ball went their way. That's all it is. Don't look too much into it. That's all it is. That I, I think the Lions are a better team than the Bears. I, I think that's really the only difference you're gonna see in the in the NFC North is that the 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 Bears on the way down and the Lions are on on the upticker. That's it. Yeah, and I I don't know if you saw at the end all the 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 Bears offensive players after that last that last snap. They all ran to the back of the end zone and just did like a penguin slide. I don't yeah, know. I saw. I, yeah, I saw that they were having a look. It's good to see they were having a good time. It's a game at the end of the you know at the end of everything, and and, and it's good to see them have fun. I don't put any stock into the 49ers losing or the Bears winning. They're they're still look to me. The 49ers are still the second best team in the NFC West, and the Bears are the worst team in the NFC North. Nothing has changed. Yeah, and look. You, Week one, sometimes bad teams win. Sometimes bad teams win. This is one of those cases. Especially when it's torrential rain like that. But, Absolutely. But, but nevertheless, nevertheless, you know, the, the the headlines are out about Kyle Shanahan. And I've even had Niner friends text me, you know, put in Jimmy, you know, put in all, all this overreaction. I'm like, guys, come on. But what you can't deny, what you can't deny, Kyle Shanahan with Jimmy G, 35 and 16, without 8 and 29, okay? that That's, that's there's something to be said about that, right? I mean, you can't, that, that is a very gaping step, right? And the more, and, and if Trey Lance continues to struggle and the Niners lose, that's going to get wider, right? And so that's why, at what point, at what point, I mean, we're not there, but this is a shadow Moving over the Niners now, especially they didn't they didn't get to get it done in Chicago, right? I'm interested to see how this plays out. I think Lance turns it around, but you can't deny there is a bit of a shadow looming over them of hey, Jimmy's in the roster. What do we do, right? I I think it would be a huge mistake, huge mistake, for them to replace the Trey Lance because I don't even care if you lose the season. If I was running the 49ers, I would. I would literally sacrifice this season just so I don't sacrifice the kid's psyche. Yeah. Because Jimmy G's not going to win your Super Bowl. He's not going to win. You. We, we, he's been well, there. He's he got you to one. He's going to get it to the doorstep of another one. Yeah, but it's look. You either you're there to win championships or 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 you're there to rebuild. You don't want, you don't want to. Jimmy G is the ultimate quarterback to always be in like that purgatory where you either make it to the playoffs and you get bounced out. And, and you never win a championship. I, Jimmy G, to me, is just a better version of Jared Goff. That's all he is. Yeah. Although although he is beautiful. But at, the, <laughs> but at the end of the day, there have been five quarterbacks that have played for Shanahan in San Francisco. All but one of them have a, have a record of 500 or better, and that would be Jimmy G. The rest, under 500. So – he he's got to get that sh- from up from under that shadow. He's but they, look, they made their choice. They made their choice, and I told you, I I would have if I was running the 49ers, If I decided to bring Jimmy G back, then I would have put Trey Lance on the bench and say, "Listen, you just need more time." And and had had Jimmy G play and have Trey Lance come in sometime in, uh, at the end of the year, because yeah. if you replace him now, if you replace him now, it's not now. This is this is this is premature. All I'm saying is. This is like a looming shadow. Nothing is imminent right now, but you lost the first game. Trey Lance didn't look good. 
Okay, who do the Niners play next week, right? Who do the Niners play next week? I don't know who they play. But uh, if, it's, if, if it's a good weather game, they, he better, he, they better look good. They better look good. And, they're, yeah, they're playing, they're playing Seattle. They're playing Seattle and San Francisco. Weather's going to be nice. It's in the Bay Area in September. Lance is home opener. He's got to show out. He's got to look good in this one. He does. Yeah, that's and, and look, that's a that's a divisional game that early on when in the preseason you scratch that as a win. And by the way, I tell you what, I tell you what, Char, week three at Denver, week four, playing close to the Rams, right? You don't win a home against Seattle. This thing you gotta get out of hand in a hurry. They, yeah, they, but 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 look, they've always stolen one from the Rams. So it's I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Rams lost to 49. I'm just saying, I'm I'm I know, but but right. it's not, it's it's and this schedule's tough now, man. Chiefs, Rams, Chargers, Saints, uh, uh, Buccaneers. Uh, they, they got these aren't layups anymore, right? So no, that's that's why I wanted them to have start Jimmy G and have him go through the rough stretch and then bring in the bring in the rookie. Well, Jar, that does it, my friend, for our week one coverage. This was fun. I got a lot of emotions out in that last segment, as you could tell. It was, it was very funny and fun. <laughs> But and, I, 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 you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you to it. I'm gonna hold, hold you to, to that Cowboys thing. It's I've been in this abusive relationship long enough, Char. Maybe you're the one who's gonna save me <laughs> and take me out of this thing. You know, if, if if I ever say the words, I promise it's different this time. Just shake shake me, shake me virtually, and tell me tell me to remember all the other times that have. That you, have you sound like Skip Bayless now. When 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 he when he got an emotional divorce from Tony Romo and the Cowboys like ten years ago. I love Romo. I love I love Romo. Romo to me. Who's better? Who's better, Romo or Dak? That's easy, Romo. It's, it's really it's so easy. It's so easy. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, all right, Char. What's next? We got Thursday coverage of the weekend games to come. We're gonna preview some of those matchups. We're back to two weeks, baby. Let's do it. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it, my friends. Looking forward to it, man. Until next time, talk soon. Bye, everybody.